Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a lovely surprise. Please welcome to the Jensen phone lines the governor of Sussex County, Julianne Murray. <laughs> How are you? The governor of Sussex County. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> you have the greatest sense of humor uh, uh, of anybody. I mean, and, and I'm... I remember interviewing and talking with Pete DuPont way, way, way back in the day, and, and he had a pretty good sense of humor. But no matter, even if Randy does a Christopher Walken talking with you, you bust us, you, you, you always know what we're up to. Well done. Thank you. I appreciate that. So um, this is pretty big. I mean, yes, John Carney, incumbent Democrat here in Delaware, got 59.5% of the vote. You came in yep. at about 39% of the vote, and, and take a look at these numbers. Uh, in Sussex County, here in Delaware, Carney got 56,869. You got 68,427 uh, in Sussex. Of course, you lost the state because Newcastle County, mostly registered Democrats, and the most yep. populous county in the state. But that's pretty significant, especially when you look at Kent County. And it looks like you only lost Kent County by uh, a couple thousand uh, votes there. So. Have you done any research to, to see how that compares with previous years? Not by county, um, but I did look at uh, the, so the total number of votes was just under one hundred and ninety thousand. Right. And that is the most that any Republican gubernatorial candidate has ever gotten. Like I went back to Pete DuPont because I wanted to see uh, and, and Mike Castle and it was le the state was less populated, but nobody's mm -hmm. gotten one hundred and ninety thousand votes. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy about Sussex. I, and I'm actually kind of surprised that governor Kearney got as many as he did out of Sussex with how the state of emergency impacted Sussex specifically sure. with the, um, you know, the hospitality industry and, uh, and restaurant industry and beaches. But, um, you know, the, I, I, I put this together in five months and, you know, with no money, and we raised uh, two hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and um, so much of that was hundred dollar and less donations. And you know, and the machine count, uh, I lost by five or six thousand votes. So had the third party candidates not been in, and those had gone to me, I actually would have won the machine vote. It was that close. But when you come into election day, ninety five thousand votes down because of the mail ins. It's pretty hard to overcome. <laughs> well, see, that's it. And the Democrats knew that they were going to be able yeah. to do that because their research yeah, has did. shown. And, and that's and the Republicans knew it as well. Trump actually, you know, was was trying to fight against the mail in voting. Yeah. And and yeah. I have no problem with the absentee voting. But when you have the mail in voting, when you just dump a whole bunch of uh, ballots yeah. out there at some apartment building or something like that, because your voting your records show that people have lived there. That's yeah. just a recipe for the kind of fraud that happened in Patterson, New Jersey. Right. Correct. And, you know, and I, um, you know, the I, I knew that he was going to kill me on, you know, on the absentee votes. And, and the reality is, I mean, I, I did not pay attention or focus on the fact that Biden was at the top of the ticket. But that does have a huge effect. So the the uh, applications for the ballots went out uh, in in the beginning of September before I even won the primary. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when we got our first because we pulled the list of who had requested mail-in ballots. And when the very first list was produced, it was just after the primary, over 100,000 ballots had already been requested. I mean, so people yeah. were teed up. And Biden, you know, Biden's team was teed up, 
And all of the other state offices got the benefit of that. You know, those absentees went, they voted for Biden and then just went straight down. So, I mean, so they, you know, in hindsight, looking at this, no wonder none of them were really campaigning. Uh, You know, they knew they had. Well, they didn't have to. For example, you had had Chris Coons bailed on on the League of Women Voters uh, debate. He wasn't going to do one with us. And I don't think we actually scheduled a date or anything like that. But, you know, he wasn't going to. And you have our own congresswoman, Lisa Blunt Rochester, who bailed on uh, inter- on debates and all. All they have to do is say, you know what? I'm a Democrat. I have a D after my name, and yep. we have PACs. They're throwing in thousands of dollars, saying just push D, just push D, and they can lay back, not face the voters, not yep. answer hard questions for their constituents. And like Coons, he could say, oh, Whitsky, you know what? She said racist things. I think she's terrible. I don't want to be on a stage with her, blah, 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 blah. No, th- that really should not be their call to make. And, and I'm, I'm actually quite offended that uh, anyone would schedule a debate. And because a couple of them chose not to show up, they would cancel the debate. No, that you're not serving your constituents. You're not yeah. serving Delaware. What ha- what's happening now is you're being a pawn. You're being a tool of those who are incumbent and using you now to be able to stay in office. And I, and I find that deeply Absolutely. offensive. I do. I find well, it offensive. And I, I, well, and it is. And it's, I mean, it, it definitely takes the, you know, the, the wind out of the voters' sails. I mean, we yeah. want to believe that our vote matters and that we have a voice in what happens. And, you know, when, when you look at something like this. I mean, the, if you really look at the machine votes, the, the huge turnout yesterday yeah. uh, was big. I mean, and all of these races were actually close on the machine votes and all of them were lost on the mail-in. So I noticed and, a lot of Republicans, good Republicans that Democrats like, uh, lost from the uh, from the mail-in votes, but, they, but the Republicans would have won on the machine votes. So the Democrats were right. If they could get those mail-in ballots out there and market that and push, 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 yeah. Uh, they could win. And I suspect that's what's happening in Pennsylvania. For example, in Pennsylvania, this seems to be almost criminal to me, where in, in Pennsylvania, uh, the state, run by Democrats, is allowing people to have their votes counted, even if those votes are not postmarked, and they come in three days after Election Day. That, I mean, that is just, it's just wrong. You know, and, you know, and, and I understand state sovereignty okay, and that states can set their own laws on how they're going to process. I, I mean, I, I get that. Okay? But Election Day is Election Day. And you, know, and, and you show up and you vote on Election Day. And if you're going to vote absentee or you're going to vote mail-in, then Election Day is Election Day. Get it in by then. This, this concept that, oh, I could postmark it on that day and have it counted is, you know, I, I just think is, is, is incredibly poor. And, you know, and one of the things last night that was interesting here is I was, I, I was in Dover and then we were driving down to Sussex County and uh, the Associated Press called me at 8.15 and said, uh, the race has been called for Kearney. I said, it's, it's 8.15. <laughs> the polls close <laughs> at 8 o'clock. Yeah, polls close, yeah. yeah, close at 8 o'clock. What do you know that I don't know? And, you know, and and he said, well, it's at a, a pay grade higher than mine. And I thought, OK, here we go. And I said, well, I'm not saying anything yet. I just want to, you know, I, I'm assuming that's just the absentee votes. Yeah. Uh, and, and I knew he was going to kill me on the absentee votes. But sure. what the problem with that was that the word got out. I mean, as I, I mean, ABC, NBC, every you know, WBOC, every TV station picked it up. There were people still in line to vote. Then and, went, were, and were they listening on their iPhones? Were they watching social okay. media? Were they, of course they were. They, they were. Absolutely. I was in line for an hour. So it actually took me 
Uh, I was in line for an hour. Took my my wife and myself. Um, we got in line just like right at three o'clock, and by the time we we're done voting, it was right at four o'clock, and we were out. And people were online looking at social media. Yep. Um, my my wife lo- was looking at funny cat videos, and then. <laughs> Hey, hey she, you do what you do, man. It's all she good. knew what she was going to be. Uh, she knew who she was going to vote for. A very smart lady. She she knew what she was going to do. And people were checking the news feeds, waiting in line. So yeah. you're right. If they've already called it, they go like, ah, eh, well, you know why? But it seems to me, though, that if you're in line and you're going to vote for Julianne Murray, then that's not going to change anything. You're going to stay in line anyway, right? I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, and, and you know, and, and I don't know. I have no you know, direct information that people then bailed it's it's just the audacity of of going ahead and doing something like that and that disenfranchises voters and 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 that was the goal Mm -hmm. they and that that bothers me but yeah i mean i i and i actually for those who want to know i actually did call governor carney last night although it was funny i said I suppose I need to call the guy. Anybody know how to get a hold of him? Because I do not have his phone <laughs> number. And uh, and you know somebody got me the number. And I yeah. you know, I, I spoke to him about eleven fifteen last night. And yeah, you know, and, and it was interesting because I said to him, I said, look, I wanted to win. I I, I did not rearrange my life uh, and do this because for any other reason than I wanted to win. But you know, you, you got more votes and you won. And the appropriate thing is for me to call you and say congratulations. So here I am. And, you know, and he said, you know, he appreciated that. And we talked for a couple minutes, you know, because he had told me uh, he had actually said it in one of our debates that he lost an election and that that one uh, actually he learned the most from that. And it was mm-hmm. the 2008 primary uh, against Jack Markell. And uh, you know, he said something and I go, well, I, I look at it this way. I came from outside politics, have never run for office, ran for governor out of the box and got one hundred and ninety thousand votes. You know, we've had some so, good and, and very smart Republicans running for governor here in Delaware. I think Jeff Craig is a very smart guy, but I his camp his campaign was, was not as robust as it needs to be to win as a Republican here in Delaware. Bill Lee, uh, he was pulled in at the last minute, smart guy. Everybody loves the guy, but then again, he, as a Republican, you need to run a bigger and more robust campaign. For example... You have a state senator, a state senator in little old Delaware, Stephanie Hansen, who got like a million dollars to make sure a Republican did not get a seat in the Senate that could change the balance of Delaware's Senate as it has been for like, you know, decades, right? Mm-hmm. So she got money from every single state in the union. All these unions, by the way, were giving her money and she owes them. So even in that situation, they can drop up a million dollars. You talked about raising what? A hundred and eighty, two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Two hundred and eighty thousand yeah. dollars. You're gonna have to get ten times that much money, I believe, to in order to do two things. You have to reach the people and and yep. with a strong message that encourages them to vote for you instead of the usual Democrat. And not only that, but the second thing you have to do is is do it with frequency over and over and over again. And you can't yep. do that with two hundred and eighty grand, can you? No, no. And you no. know, and, and what I said to somebody last night is I said, you know, that, that one of the reporters asked me, well, be, does doesn't this mean that Delaware is really okay with the state of emergency and Governor Carney's policies? I said, no, it does not mean that. What it means is that I had six weeks between the primary and the general election, and you can only get to so many bodies in so many places. But everybody who met me, who heard where I was coming from, voted for me. That's the reality. 
And, you know, and it's just, you know, the, because of the, the nature of having to win a six-way primary and, you know, yeah. all of the mechanical aspects of it. Yeah, I mean, I was up in Newcastle even over the summer, but I couldn't fully focus on it until after I'd won the primary and I had to win the primary. And, you know, and the fact that I got the numbers I did in Newcastle I, I, is decent, but it's not enough for sure. Yeah, I've been and, watching politics in Delaware for many, many years, and I truly believe that uh, that you are probably the strongest candidate. And Jeff, I love you, buddy, and he knows that Jeff Craig and I are, are friends. But I, yeah. but it's true. I, I believe you're you are the strongest candidate we've seen for governor of the Republican Party in many, many years. Now you've got four years to put together uh, a campaign and raise the money. I, my guess is that Bethany Hall Long. Uh, we'll be running for governor. I don't know uh, who it might be that the Democrats uh, decide is going to carry the banner. Will you do it again in four years? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my, my immediate, you know, my immediate reaction is there's no way. Yeah, um, but it's a day out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm exhausted and you know, and and got kicked in the teeth is what it feels like. Um, but I will tell you the feedback that I have gotten from people. Mm-hmm. Um, so humbling and, you know, and so uh, thankful that I ran and asking me to, to run again. Spend sure. The time well, well, consider this, in. Julianne. Con- consider this. Um, you know, you feel like you got kicked in the teeth. Now, there are some really effective Republicans uh, who have held office in this state who got beat by a huge, well-funded machine that has brought in people. Eh, I mean, for example, it's my opinion, I, I know, but I'm, you know, Laura Sturgeon grabbed the guns, things like that, beating Greg Lavelle. They went after him, and, and they got him out. And yet he was well-respected by mainstream uh, Democrats as well as Republicans. Ken Simpler, I suspect the Democratic Party was afraid of this guy because he was treasurer. He, uh, he replaced a, a Democrat who was a nut, and, uh, and he was doing a great job. And people thought, wow, Ken treasurer why you could be governor look we've had other treasurers be governor jack markell and uh and and it's it just i think it just you know tom carper i think it freaked people out and the democrats said we need to put a lot of money in and get these guys out of office because who knows they could become leaders uh we saw recently anthony Docolo, who is one of these guys who is very effective in the neighborhoods and the communities. People know him. They love him. He replaced a Democrat who was not paying attention uh, to the folks in those communities uh, because she was uh, apparently too busy being Senate President Pro Tem. And in a special election, he as a Republican replaced her. But now with this great big, let's just go push D, let's go push D, it's remarkable, amazing, and I think it gives us hope that Mike Ramone has remained in his position in the House, in the Pike Creek area. He's another one of these guys, as a Republican, who serves yep. his constituents so well. And look, there are Democrats I like, Julianne Poor, but I do like Bethany Hall Long. I respect what she's done with the Behavioral Health Consortium. And I say that, Gerald Brady. Um, but with all that in, in mind, though, my gosh, they have such resources here. There you are, five-month campaign, $280,000. Now you got four years. My question to you is this. Do you believe that you could actually raise the money it's going to take and build the team it's going to take between now and four years from now to be able to run for governor successfully? Yes. Or, I, I mean, that, or I mean, that having, is, I mean, it, yeah. I have another and, question. And my personality is what it is and it was well-received and, you know, was you know, refreshing and energetic and you know, all of that is, you know, is who I am. So, you know, the, no, good, it, it, good self-criticism. Obviously, you've had some people sitting down with you 
and doing that sort of critique. Otherwise, you wouldn't say such a thing. So my other question is this, though. Um, in listening to you, in the very first interview we had, I was mm-hmm. asking about if you were governor, would you try everything you could to compel the state attorney general to actually prosecute people who are breaking the law and threatening folks in the street as protesters? And you said yes. My other question Absolutely. is this. Are you looking at a run for uh, state attorney general in two years? Probably not. Uh, I, I have been asked that. And, you know, I mean, it, it would obviously be in my wheelhouse. I'm an attorney. You know, I, I got the FOP endorsement. I, you know, I mean, that that is a if she's rerunning, it's an incredibly vulnerable seat. If she's not rerunning, it's an open seat. Uh, but I, I, I when I decided to run for governor, it was because I thought that a governor uh, had more uh, affect on the state than, you know, than than the attorney general. Yeah. And and just from a practical standpoint and that 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 is where my, you know, my qualities would be best focused. But um, we'll see. I mean, I, I think that uh, if I'm going to run for AG, I have to start campaigning next week because you need right. two years to build the money and build yeah, the name yeah, and do, do okay, all that so, stuff. So, Governor, in, in four years, well, here's the thing. I was listening to you, by the way, and, and, I, and I recognize the fact that you're listening to economists who have said, here are a number of things that Delaware is doing wrong, and that's why we lag in income. Mm-hmm. And if we listen to these economists, it was in the uh, New York newspaper and, and elsewhere, saying here Delaware needs to fix their economy. Here are some things that Delaware needs to do to do that because people here union and non-union are just not making as much money per capita or what they're not being paid what they're worth as compared to maryland and new jersey and pennsylvania you know around there and and that you know we are struggling and suffering and i i respect the fact that you're listening to these economists who are saying these are the things we need to do in order to improve that and and i'll tell you from uh, a personal um selfish point of view is that i i appreciate lawmakers will be on this program, take hard questions, take even sometimes a stupid question, uh, Democrats and Republicans. And I have uh, almost begged Governor Carney, who used to be on the show occasionally, um, to break his wall of silence, except for his Tuesday uh, you know, conferences. And, and here you are, tough questions, hard questions, sometimes goofy, but you never shy away from that. And you've also made the promise that if you're elected governor, that you would go on this program and address even the most uh, horrible accusations or whatever while you're in office. And, I, and that means a lot to me because of what I do for a living and because I truly do believe that people who listen to this program deserve to hear from their elected officials. So I appreciate that on a, a very personal level, too. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I am I mean, one of the things that has come out. I've, I've gotten some great friendships, some great contacts out of this. And, you know, I uh, will call you. You know, I, I, now it's just going to be as, you know, a, as a lawyer and, or that has a, and a citizen that has a comment. I did offer to, to Governor Carney that you know, I said, well, you have my contact information. And I wasn't snarky. I go, if you want another perspective on things, I was serious about the balance that's needed. Why in this not? State. Yeah, well, why not? I why? mean, like I said, I begged the governor to be on the show many, many times and uh, he's he's gone silent mode. So. What sucks, but you know, I, I mean, know. but I, um, you know, and and that's and awesome that you would people, do that, and, though. And, what'd you say? It's awesome that you would do that. You are the you're the friendly opposition. You're not the enemy. Uh, well, uh, it's about Delaware. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like it. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't like the idea of that. But if I can get, if, if this has turned it into my ability to still talk from the pulpit, you know, and I, I mean, a pulpit. Yeah, yeah. If that's what this race was about to kind of put me there and I get to be a disruptor, but I'm not in office, mm-hmm. then you know, maybe that's what this was about. I, I don't know. I really don't. Well, how do you how and do you get that? It seems to me if you declare right away, you know what, I'm running for governor in four years. Now I don't know if that's politically smart or not, but it, but it, it's all of uh, but but all of a sudden you've got the attention of everybody in the media, uh, who's going to you know be legit and say, well, she's running for governor again. She ran before, and look at the numbers she got. She's you know because you obviously you you have credentials now. You, uh, you got I some do. serious I numbers, and, and, serious numbers yep. in this in this race. Yeah. All right, I gotta I get rolling. And, what do you want? Yeah, and, and, hmm? I want to. I want to give you the last word because I, I get rolling. Uh, we have a commercial break here, so last no, and word I appreciate to you. the time. Well, no, I just you know, I, thank you to everybody, and you know, and I, I, I loved the support that I got, the volunteers. I mean, the, the coolest thing about this was how, and I mean, my energy translated into the people who voted for me. People actually wrote to me that they were proud to vote for me. That's huge. And, you know, and, and I, you know, I took that responsibility incredibly seriously and, you know, and, and touched in ways I can't even really articulate, which is saying something because, you know, I can articulate. Uh, and, <laughs> and, yes, and, I know. You know like, All right. We got to roll know, through so a commercial I, break. So, Julianne Murray, uh, great race. Uh, well done. Thanks. We have to get to a break. Thank you so much.